Welcome to season four of the Invest Your Best podcast with Allie Kay. Come along as I casually explore what it takes to live your best life mentally and physically by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have open, real, and honest conversations about what it takes to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. Welcome to the Invest Your Best podcast. Hello again. It is Ali Kay. All right. So on this episode, I had alcohol again. And I feel like I definitely want to share this with you guys. I just want to be open and honest and real because this has truly been a journey that I have been documenting, especially on the podcast I went over 388 days without alcohol. I chose to be alcohol-free, and I'll talk more about that and update you on everything. But really, I just want to share what's going on, what I've learned, hindsight, all of the things regarding my journey with alcohol. So stick around. Okay, so I think this has been probably episode number four or five that I am doing in relationship in relation to alcohol. So the first episode I ever did was back in season one, if you haven't listened to it. And it was me just kind of like talking out loud about my relationship with alcohol, how it was like this love-hate relationship. I really didn't think I had a problem during the week. It was more of alcohol becoming a problem on the weekend. Um, You know, I couldn't just have one drink. I would be hungover. My kids would see me being hungover. And then that like feeling would trickle into the week where I was unproductive. Um, And just alcohol in general was bringing me further away from my goals. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. And then I interviewed the author of This Naked Mind, Annie Grace. If you have not read This Naked Mind, go read it. It is all about how society revolves alcohol or centers alcohol as like the center of it. Like think of all the things we do, whether it's baseball games or even baby showers or, you know, any type of event, we have alcohol. Like we can't have fun without including alcohol. And it's really society making it seem like fun is associated with alcohol and vice versa. So go read that book and it will really help you just evaluate alcohol in general and give you this different perspective on it. So I had her on the podcast and I interviewed her. And at that time I was just, you know, exploring the whole alcohol free route and becoming sober curious, but not really doing it yet. Just kind of like thinking about how I wanted to do that. And then one night after my sister's birthday, I had drank a lot. I was hung over. It was like 5 a.m. in the morning 
And I took a video of myself saying, you know, I never want to feel this way again and that I was better than this. And that was the day that I chose to become alcohol free. And if you've listened to the previous episodes that I've done, um, especially after starting the whole alcohol free journey, I gave like a hundred day update and so forth. You know, I never said I wasn't going to drink again. I didn't want to put that pressure on myself. And I also don't believe in the whole like labeling of alcoholic, like calling someone an alcoholic and really calling this like sobriety journey. It was more of just choosing to give up alcohol because I recognized alcohol wasn't bringing me closer to any of my goals, you know? So I, I just wanted to stay away from the labels because I get asked this all the time, like, are you an alcoholic? And I talk about that whole labeling system um, on previous episodes. So tune into those if you want to know more about why I'm calling this an alcohol-free journey versus like the whole labeling. Um, I, I am not an alcoholic. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. I just chose to become alcoholic. So I want to make that clear. So during my journey, I think I was on like day 200 and something, I got pregnant. So my journey you know, it's, it's been over 388 days where I became alcohol free. And obviously I did not drink at all during my pregnancy, but I started to think a lot about red wine. You know, one of the things about becoming alcohol free that I learned is that drinking is really like this learned behavior, especially in social settings. And what I mean is that it's like you have to have a drink or you feel left out, you know? And I was conditioned to believe like I can't go and and enjoy a dinner without ordering a glass of red wine. But, you know, during the 388 days, I learned that I love to put sparkling water in a wine glass and I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Sure, it took some time, but, you know, that became like that behavior replacement, especially on like a Friday night. Um, I liked ordering those alcohol-free wines or like those alcohol-free mocktails and put it in a wine glass. And that was kind of like, you know, my drink for the night. I loved ordering alcohol-free spicy margaritas when I went out. And I just learned like that was my new behavior and replacement of drinking. And I went through every social situation that you can think of during those 388 days. Like I went to a wedding, you know, I went on vacation, I went through the holidays, I went on vacation during the holidays with family and remained alcohol free. So I really got the swing of it where I didn't feel like I was missing out and I went 388 days without feeling hungover and that was an amazing feeling. Like I said, during pregnancy, I started having this intense craving for the taste of red wine. And I thought about red wine a lot during my pregnancy. And I started having this thought where like, man, I think I want to have a glass of red wine after, you know, I give birth. And I just started thinking about it more and more. You know how pregnancy, cravings and all that. But I started like dabbling with the idea for once, honestly, that I missed having a glass of red wine. Like obviously I had these thoughts in the beginning of my alcohol-free journey, but not so much um, after I got past like day 60 or day, you know, 90, I would say a couple months in, I stopped having like 
feeling like I wanted a glass of wine or something, you know? So during pregnancy, I, I kind of made the decision that I was going to have a glass of red wine and I say a glass of red wine. Um, so fast forward, I gave birth and probably about a month after Lane was born, I made a very conscious decision to open this bottle of red wine that I had since Christmas. We hosted Christmas and it was a very expensive bottle of red wine. Opened it and I had a glass and I had another glass. I had two glasses of red wine. Um, and the biggest thing for me is that I realized I couldn't just have one glass. It was kind of like, okay, I opened this bottle of red wine. I only had one glass. The bottle's already open. I need to have two glasses. Like that was kind of me justifying that to myself. And I had two glasses of wine. And after the second one, you know, I was feeling good. I wasn't like tipsy or anything, but I was, you know, that relaxed, happy state. And of course, after like 15 minutes, that relaxed, happy state ends up fading away. And I start getting a headache right away. And, you know, I immediately started chugging water and all of a sudden I just felt this like instant regret. I can't explain it. And I started getting anxiety. I don't think I really slept that well that night. Not that I'm sleeping, but I learned that I'm back to square one where I can't just have one glass of wine. I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's definitely my personality where it's like, why just have one glass of wine? If I'm going to have a glass of wine, it needs to be more than one, you know? Um, and I think that, again, that's a personality trait. Also, I realized that I can't just have one glass of wine in the grand scheme of things because after I opened that glass or that bottle of wine, I finished it the next night. Um, and then there was no wine in the house and I had my husband buy me a bottle of wine um, the next weekend and I have been casually drinking. So, and what, and the ways I've been kind of justifying it to myself is like, okay, I've had a baby. I'm stuck inside the house. I've been feeling really down and out. And my weekends have kind of been merging together. Like we don't go out on the weekends. And my husband was working these really long shifts during the weekend. He has this thing called turnaround where he was working um, every weekend for a whole month, you know? So I was really like, I needed an outlet and me opening a bottle of wine on a Friday night felt like the weekend to me. And I got to the point where I would just have two glasses of wine and I could cut myself off. But like, I started feeling that anxiety at night, you know? Um, I had wine with a couple friends and it's like, you know, when you leave, that social like drinking, it's like, oh my gosh, what did I say? What did I share? What did I overshare? What am I embarrassed about sharing? You know, that like post anxiety, that social anxiety where you overthink everything like that started coming back. I started feeling down and out. So I had wine on Sunday and this past Monday, I felt so down, you know, and I'm trying to think, why do I feel so down? I think I felt I have felt down in general because of postpartum, but I felt more down than ever that day. And it's like, alcohol 
alcohol is a depressant. Like I know this, like it is so toxic for my body, especially not going this or going this long without alcohol and then welcoming it back into my life. And here I am knowing all the things and I'm still opening up a bottle of wine. So Monday hit me hard this past Monday and I made this decision where it's like, I don't want to put the pressure on myself again to say I'm going alcohol free or I'm starting this journey as much as I want to, but I can't, I feel like once I restrict myself, it's kind of like, oh, saying I'm going to go clean eating that all or nothing thinking where you kind of psych yourself out and it doesn't feel like doable or achievable. So I'm not going to say I'm starting this alcohol free journey again, but after Monday where I felt completely depressed and down and out and just knowing that alcohol was contributing to the bigger picture. Like I feel like I started drinking to feel like the weekends, like have the weekends feel like the weekends, but also to feel better about what's going on postpartum and to like handle it better. And obviously it's not a productive way to handle this period of my life. And I'm just so thankful that I'm aware of this right now. And it's, again, it's like, I feel like I needed to experience this to become aware again and want to change it. So after Monday, knowing darn well that alcohol contributed to me feeling more down and out than ever and having Monday, usually Monday is like that high productive day for me and it wasn't. And just all the things I've decided after Monday, I'm not going alcohol free, but I am definitely going to be very conscious about when I choose to have Um, I don't want it to be like how it has been where I've been getting a bottle of wine every weekend and having it. And even on Sunday nights, like I just don't want to go back there. I want to stop myself. So this is where I'm at. You know, I went 388 days without drinking. I feel like I tackled it. I was fine. And then somehow convinced myself that, oh, just a glass of red wine is fine. And then I feel like that glass of red wine has opened up this thing again, you know, where all the things that I've learned on this journey is right here in front of my face. And I'm still doing the opposite, which is drinking. Um, but again, this is a journey. And I always say this, even to like my coaching clients on their journey of becoming their best selves that, you know, this isn't a straight journey. It's not a linear journey. You're going to make left-hand turns and right-hand turns and go back five steps and fall off and get back on and all the things. And obviously that's life too. And I think the biggest thing is that you become aware and you learn and you make adjust adjustments based upon your experiences and then you keep pushing forward. And that's where I am right now. Like I am aware and I am making adjustments based off of my experiences the past couple of weeks. So it's funny because I know all these things about alcohol and I've learned it and you know you still give into it. So I just want to express that if you are thinking about becoming alcohol free or cutting back, I really feel like when we do this all or nothing thinking where we think like tomorrow we're just going to cut out alcohol or tomorrow we're going to cut out sugar, we set ourselves up for failure. That's what I call the all or nothing. It's either we're all in and then as soon as that's not sustainable, we fall off and we can't do it anymore. And then we don't do anything. So 
my biggest suggestion is just try reducing it. If you are someone who has two glasses of wine every single night, try just having a glass and a half, you know, start there and then build upon that. If you're someone who drinks every single night this coming week, say, I'm just going to drink six out of the seven days. You know, that's totally achievable and doable and it's not overwhelming to stay. So for me, I'm saying, hey, I might have a glass of wine on a Friday night, but that's it. I'm not going to have one on Saturday or Sunday. But if I do happen to have one, I'm going to give myself grace and not feel like, oh, you're a failure. Um, That's the biggest thing. You got to give yourself grace. But I will tell you guys, bringing alcohol back into my life has done nothing positive for me. It has brought me further away from my goals once again, you know, got in the way of my Monday, my productive week. Um, I'm already not sleeping and it's making the sleep worse because I started having that anxiety more. Um, It's doing nothing for me. And at the end of the day, I think what I really long is coping, a way to cope with what's going on in my life and also an experience. You know, I want an experience. I want that weekend feeling of an experience. So I have to go back to the drawing board and find out more ways how to cope with the season of my life and also what are ways I can have an experience and have a de-stressable, I don't know if that's a word, de-stressable night without it being alcohol. You know, I don't know what the answers are right now, but um, that's kind of like me to find out on this journey. So That is my updated alcohol journey. Again, it's a journey. I'm sure there's going to be a hundred more podcast episodes on this subject, but I definitely wanted to share this with you because I know so many of you are also, you know, dabbling and thinking about their relationship with alcohol. So I really suggest, you know, if you struggle with alcohol, start becoming aware of your relationship with alcohol, what it brings to your life, what it doesn't bring to your life and what are some ways that you can just start reducing it. Really quick, I want to tell you about my online coaching. So it's been a couple months since I have been building my online coaching program. I am so excited because I feel like I've gotten to the point where now I've made tweaks to my program. I have group chats with my clients where I'm getting them to become involved in more of a community as well as like one-on-one with me. And as a result, I am able to now do challenges within my coaching clients. So my coaching program, you get tailored meals, customized workout plans, you get accountability um, from me. There's a chat where you basically can talk to me 24 seven, access to the app where you get all the meals, workouts, all the weekly mindset journal exercises, basically all the resources you need to start your journey to just becoming your best self. And now in addition to that, I have a group chat feature where I can place all my clients in it. And I am doing a two week move your body challenge starting October 31st for my coaching clients. So there's certain like rules, but The overall point is to move your body five days a week for the next two weeks. And then as a result, I'm giving cash prizes away. It's something that's just like fun and extra, especially because the holidays are coming around. And I really want to put my coaching clients ahead of the holidays because even for me, I struggle during this time. 
And I don't want to wait until January 1st to be like, okay, now I'm ready to get my life together because it's the new new year. I want to get ahead of the holidays and that's what I want for you and my coaching clients. So if you are interested in my online coaching program, now is really the time to sign up so you get involved with these little challenges. I'll have challenges and flash challenges during the week, the months um, to really just get that extra accountability, community and support on your journey towards becoming your best self. So for more information, you can go to www.investyourbestwithallyk.com, fill out the inquiry form for the coaching, and then see if this program is a great fit for you. In addition, you can always find me on TikTok and Instagram at Alexandra Will. And we will see you next time for another episode of the Invest Your Best podcast with Allie K. Thanks for listening.